Hey ladies, welcome to the Lifestyle MD Podcast. Are you a woman physician or healthcare provider who is struggling to prioritize your health and fitness? Are you afraid that putting your needs first makes you selfish and it gets in the way of your roles as a doctor, a wife, or a mom? Are you tired of starting and stopping fitness programs only to find yourself falling back into old self-tabotaging habits? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then this podcast is for you. I am your host, Dr. Angela, a duly board certified internal medicine pediatrics physician, wife, mom, stepmom, and your fit lifestyle coach. This podcast will move you from running on empty and wishing you were in better health to pouring from a full cup and living your best fit life indefinitely. All right, let's get into it. Hey, ladies, welcome to another episode of the Lifestyle MD. I'm Dr. Angela, your host, and this is episode number three. My goal with this episode is to break down the notion of a perfect workout and explain why fixating on perfection in your exercise is likely holding you back. And finally, I'm going to give you some tips on how to overcome that and actually work toward making progress in your fitness. Now, I'm going to have to be honest with you. I am definitely someone who struggles with perfectionism. It's not an uncommon trait among physicians. So I know a lot of you who may be listening to this can relate, but you don't have to be a physician to be a perfectionist. So let's just assume that you're like me and you struggle with perfectionism getting in the the way of you starting things. And you are familiar with how that plays out in several other areas of your life, but it's not clear to you how that relates to exercise. So in order to help you see the correlation, I will give you an example from my own personal life experience. Many, many, many years ago, when I first started exercising or making exercise a regular part of my lifestyle, I started with running. I did marathons and mixed in 10Ks, 5Ks, eventually a couple of 25Ks until eventually I started phasing running out for more weight training and bodybuilding type exercising, ultimately until I almost entirely stopped running altogether. I mean, there was a time where I was trying to do a 5K every month and I was striving to place in the top three. Now, in order to do that, I would have to find the most obscure, low attended races out there But that was my goal. I'm not saying I was an amazing runner, but I was pretty decent. Well, over the last two, maybe three years, I've probably scaled back to running maybe one 5K, maybe two 5Ks a year. And it's usually fraught with some discomfort and potentially regret leading up to the race. Now, I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and every year there is a race called the Riverbank Run. This race takes place the first weekend in May every year. It's primarily a 25K. That's like the headline race, but there's also 10K, 5K races, um, runs and walks. Well, several people in my office had signed up for the race. um, And by several, I mean two. And I decided I was going to just sign myself up and I signed my husband up. I'd signed him up without asking for his permission. And I didn't sign up for a 5K. I signed up for the 10K because that was smart. I actually cannot remember the last time I ran a 10K race. But I thought it was a good idea to challenge myself because I haven't really been doing running. So printed out a 10K training plan. Since I haven't been running, I decided to opt for the beginner plan so that I can build up my confidence and not overdo it and risk the chance of injury. Just two weeks into the training program, I was ready to quit. Now, I'm not a quitter, but I felt defeated and I had this sensation and the urge to quit. 
I talked to my husband about it um, because I was so disappointed in the fact that I was not able to meet all the targets on my training. So I wasn't able to do the speed work on the speed work days. I was not reaching my long run goals and I felt like I was falling behind and there was no way I was going to be able to do the race. I found it difficult to get motivated to go out and do training runs And the main reason that I found it difficult was because I just wasn't as good of a runner as I used to be. It was much more challenging. It was exhausting. I couldn't just go out for a straight three, four, five mile run without having to like take a break or feeling like I was exhausted. And this was out of my comfort zone. I'm used to someone being someone who's able to just run and train, but the reality is it's, it had been a long time since I'd done that type of training. My feelings about this training was classic perfectionist, classic all or nothing thinking. If I couldn't do it all the way 100%, I didn't want to do it at all. And this clearly is not a good approach. And since I'm not a quitter, and since my husband wasn't going to let me quit, he coached me to just do what I could. And I realized that, yep, he's right. I am engaging in non-productive thinking and what I need to do is figure out what I can accomplish. And if I can't do like five miles this weekend, for instance, then maybe I just need to scale back and do four and just keep chipping away at it and make as much progress as I can. And whatever I can achieve will be enough for that day. Even if I can't run the whole race, at least I can attempt to run the whole race. And if I run the whole race, great. And if I run it slow, that's fine. It's still better than not doing anything because I signed up for this race and I'm going to at least make an effort towards at least completing it. That seemingly small shift in thinking led to a dramatic improvement in my overall progress with training. I went from dreading my long runs to actually looking forward to them because I did not fixate on how poor I thought I was going to do, or I didn't fixate on the fact that I didn't think I was going to complete the run. I focused on just getting it done and doing the best that I could. And when race day came around, I was able to complete the race from start to finish. I ran the whole thing and I felt extremely accomplished in the end. Now, I have not been training or doing any running since then, um, but I'm, I'm very proud of the fact that I was able to overcome my all or nothing mindset to actually complete training for the race. So what is all or nothing thinking holding you back from doing? Is your strong ambition, work ethic, and attention to detail holding you back from taking imperfect action when doing something is clearly better than doing nothing? When it comes to exercise, consistency trumps perfection every single time. All right, you're probably saying, that's great, Dr. Angela, but how do I create a consistent habit of exercise? Well, here are the five things that I suggest that you do in order to build a consistent routine of exercise. Number one, set your intention and make it clear. Two, make it attractive. Three, make it easy. Four, make it rewarding immediately. And then five, no exercise recommendation will be complete without advising you to just do it. So for the first thing you want to be clear about what you're planning on doing without making it overwhelming. So if you are training for a 10K like I was, I printed out a plan. The plan was much more lengthy lengthy and involved than I actually wanted to do. So I modified the plan. I specified what I was going to do on certain days of the week. And I 
decided the time of the day that I was going to run and I decided where I was going to run. So there was really no thinking involved once the day came, whether it was Monday, Wednesday, or Saturday, I knew what I was going to be doing on those days. The same can be said for my weight training. When I am primarily focused on lifting weights, I designate that I'm going to do weight training four days of the week. And I designate two days for upper body, two days for lower body, just to keep it simple. And I like to give myself the optional flexibility of doing and high intensity workout one day of the week or swapping out uh, weight training for something like running or something more aerobic in lieu of weight training in case I just feel like I need to mix things up. The challenge of this first one is for people who adopt all or nothing mindsets because if you are making your plan so specific and so detailed, you are at risk of not carrying it out because you can't do it perfectly. So you want to make it detailed enough to where you don't have to think about when and where you're going to execute said exercises or said routines, but not so specific that you are locking yourself into something like a half hour time block or a one hour time block. So be thoughtful about the things that you might likely get hung up on. Um, For me, it's usually designated that I'm going to have a set amount of time. I might have a time limit, but I'm not going to require a certain amount of time for myself. Number two is probably my favorite of the five, and that's make it attractive. You can think about this two different ways. Uh, The easiest way to me is making the activity that I'm going to do more enjoyable or make it so that I'm more drawn to it. So I, as an example, I inherently did not or have not enjoyed running for a little while. So I needed to make the activity more attractive. And one thing I enjoy doing is uh, walking on paths and being out in nature. I like being around trees um, and in really kind of pretty environment, so to speak. So in order to make running more attractive, I decided to just drive down the street a little bit to uh, Kent Trails and I would do all of my long runs on Kent Trails. Whereas prior to that, I was trying to make it easy by just being able to walk out the door and run down the sidewalk and down the path or down up the street and on the roads. And that kind of running just doesn't really do anything for me. And I found myself avoiding it because it wasn't attractive. So I made it more attractive by going to a trail. Another way that you can make it more attractive is by attaching it to an activity that you are already going to do or something that you already need to do. So for instance, with weight training, I tend to do weight training on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays when I'm in a weight training mode. And what I've done is I've attached that weight training activity to immediately happen after some other things that I'm already in the habit of doing. So in the mornings, I like to read scripture and also do write in my journal about things that I'm grateful for, and then also do a very brief meditation. And I will then do my workout right after that. So that's kind of like the sequence of events. I've got to do one, two, and three before my workout will happen. An even more simple thing that you can attach your exercise routine to, spouse comes home and you've got an agreement already established that when your spouse comes home, that's when you're going to head out the door to go do your routine. And that's like your trigger. As as soon as that person walks in the door, it's like, okay, time to go. And you're already ready because you've already changed your clothes. You were just kind of waiting for that trigger. Third step is to make it easy. One thing that everyone can do 
is prepare your workout clothes in advance. So whether you're someone who's going to a gym after work or someone who's leaving the house in the morning, you can grab your duffel bag ahead of time, have it packed with your gym clothes and whatever you need for the gym so that it is all ready to go. So all you need to do is just toss it in the car and leave. If you are working out from home, like I do, the first thing I do in the morning is, if I am prefer to work out in the mornings, is I will put on my gym clothes. I get ready and then I put on my sports bra, my shorts, my you know tank top, whatever I'm going to wear that day. So I'm already dressed and ready to go. That is the routine. I'm just going to put my workout clothes on. Now in our household, we've actually taken the easy step further by bringing the gym home. We've had a gym in our garage now for, I don't know, almost 10 years um, at various locations that we've lived. So that's that's something that we've done. Maybe not everyone can do that, but I certainly recommend it if you can. Number four, you need to make it immediately rewarding. So the long-term goal is fitness, but you're not going to necessarily see the outcome of your exercise immediately. You're not going to necessarily fit into smaller clothes, have bigger muscles, be more lean, whatever your physical goals are for exercise, you're not going to see those results right away. So you need to have some immediate benefit from doing the routine, doing the exercise. This may sound silly, but it works. If you can create a visual representation of your accomplishment, like a star chart, uh, a calendar on the wall where you mark off the days that you do your workout, that will be like a good reminder and just a visual cue of like the progress that you're making. And if you are already a type A type of person, you are very driven by checklists. So if you have a list or something visual where you can see that you're expecting that you're going to run on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or lift on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and you have checked off those days when you did it, that is extremely gratifying. Your final step is to just do it. You're not going to make any progress if you're relying on motivation to get you there. Really, action begets motivation. The more frequently you take action, the more motivated you will be over time. And the more motivated you are and the more action you take, the more habitual the behavior becomes. That's it. Easy, right? Well, I hope I hope at least it helps you make progress because the ultimate goal is to actually achieve consistency. You're not trying to achieve perfection. Consistency is definitely the end game here when it comes to creating an exercise habit because we're in it for the long haul. If you're focused on perfection, you're going to be missing out on progress. So in summary, my hope is that you will be able to break out of the all or nothing mindset and focus on progress over perfection. And in order to focus on progress, you need to really make it all about the baby steps, the little things. Remember that small things accumulate over time to lead to big results in the end. So first thing you're going to do is be clear, set your attention about what you're going to do and when you're going to do it. You're going to make it attractive. You're going to make it easy. You're going to have an immediate reward. And finally, you're just going to do it. All right, that's it for today. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you have any episode ideas, you can email me at AngelaLifestyleMD at gmail.com. You can also leave feedback in iTunes. You can follow me on Instagram at AngelaLifestyleMD. Comment uh, there as well. And finally, don't forget, I help women doctors and healthcare providers go from being overwhelmed and out of shape to fit and focus. So if that applies to you, you can also reach out to me by email at AngelaLifestyleMD at gmail.com. And that's it. See you next time. 
this has been another episode of the lifestyle md special thank you to lou musa for the show theme music created with free photography and makeup by janae for the cover photo and if you enjoyed this podcast and you haven't already please subscribe today and share with another woman doctor who may benefit you may also follow me on instagram at angela lifestyle md i am dr angela thank you for joining me today